finished the Classic Metal Show right here on theclassicmetalshow.com. That was the Electric Boys from the Ghost Ward Diaries. The name of that song was You Spark My Heart. And on the line right now is a guy that is very busy, uh, whether it's with the Electric Boys or solo. He has projects from both coming out. He's supporting Record Store Day. He's a um, musician's musician, I would say, a guy that always is putting out music. It is the vocalist, uh, Mr. Connie Bloom. Connie, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm excellent, man. It's as I was just saying before we started, man, I can't believe in all this time I have never crossed paths with you as as a big, big fan, man. I had the, the the obvious records, the, you know, Funkomatic Carpet Ride. And um, for me, it was more freewheeling, but I played the shit out of these records, man. And, and, and to to never have crossed paths is just very odd, but glad to finally meet you, man. Yeah, and the same. Obviously, I know I know about all the interviews and stuff that you've been doing over the years. So, but you know, finally, well, that's good. Exactly. Never. No, no kidding. Well, Connie, as I said, you are a very busy guy. You have a uh, you have a brand new solo release called Game Set Bloom, and um, I guess Ghost War Diaries is not so new anymore, but it's still it's still a relevant release for you. So. You are, you definitely are a guy that never stops writing and producing, man. And, and, you know, I I guess I just have to ask, you know, what keeps you so motivated to stay so busy? Um, I would, I would probably say that it's a matter of, um, if, if I'm not keeping busy, I, I'm not feeling as, as good. Okay. Simple as that. As long as I'm working, as long as there's something new, or as long as I've got something ahead of me to look forward to, then, then things are are pretty good. You know what I mean? But when 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 it stops and and there's no tours, there's nothing booked, there's no recording to look forward to, then it's easy to, you know, you get not depressed, but it's like uh, you start thinking and, and in a negative way. As long as long as I. I mean, the best way to put it is that someone said, what's the best about, you know, being a, a recording musician and touring musician and all that? Is it, is it the live thing or the, or the studio? And it's all great. But I said at one point that the best moment of all is like when, when you've done a, a, a gig that you're really uh, happy about, that was really good. And then you go back to the, to the tour bus open up a beer or whatever you're drinking and when when the bus starts rolling and you know that there's going to be a gig tomorrow as well sure that's and, like the best. And, and the interesting thing too is it, if you didn't do well in the in the recording studio then you wouldn't have those people there to give you that buzz at the in the live shows either you know because those the you know the people obviously buy the records and learn the words and sing them back to you as you go which is part of what fuels you right yeah, for sure. Certainly. For sure. Well, <clears throat> are you one of these guys that um that per not performs but plays every day? Do you pick up a guitar every single day or write something every single day or are you guy that that only does it, you know, when it's time to be creative? No, I it's the first first part. I I I think I I always pick up a guitar every day, but just because it's lying around at home, you know, and you fiddle around with it, or you might write a song, or you just like keep, you know, trying to make sure you don't forget that 
you know the the little licks that you do or whatever but i am there's always a guitar around and i'm always playing more or less sure um, well, but I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy i know a lot of people you know sort of um, like all these um, uh songwriter or the 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 pop uh, teams whatever songwriters you know when they team up and they, they like go to work Right. I'm nine, nine to five or whatever, and I'm right, but I've tried that, but I don't, the, usually there's not that great stuff coming out. I mean, I'm very, I'm, I'm a lot more like the, the kind of, uh, that writes good stuff out of inspiration, and and there can be like uh, months where, where there's nothing happening, and then there's like one song that comes out, and all of a sudden there's 15. Sure. And then there's nothing, and every time there's nothing, you think that okay, I'm over. There's there's never gonna be a, a song anymore. So so it's um, it's more out of inspiration. It's it's like when when there's nothing happening, it's like uh, it's almost like you're walking around collecting uh, uh, inspiration or whatever. And then it, then all of a sudden, finally, it, it all comes out and there's uh, new new stuff. Sure. Now, for you as a creator. I, I'm curious just because you're, you're literally the first person I think I've ever spoken to that does this. You record in two different languages. You know, you record in English and you obviously record in Swedish. Your, your latest solo record, Game Set Bloom, is in Swedish. Obviously, the, the, the Ghost War Diaries is in English. Yeah. How, how, do you, how do you transition back and forth like that, especially where music... You know, at least my understanding of music is that it's 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 kind of a constant idea, but for for you, it, it doesn't seem like it is such a steady idea. It seems like you come up with some music and then you can apply whatever you want to to it, which is a unique characteristic, pretty much to yourself. Yeah, I, I guess I guess it must be weird for 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 you, like, um, but but. It, I mean, in Sweden, I think from what is it? From the age of nine, I think we learn English. It's it's part of school, you know. It's not like we choose it either. It's you you. That's what you do. So so, and obviously after all these years of touring and stuff, I'm not saying my English is great because it isn't. But I'm. I can easily speak English or Swedish and switch between the two. And, and like when I was touring with Hanoi Rocks, for instance, there was uh, obviously a couple of the guys are from Finland and and some of the, the people in the crew were from Finland. So, in, in and I don't, I can't speak Finnish. I, I should after four and a half years with that band, but I'm, I guess I'm lazy. I didn't learn enough. I know how to order a beer but, and that kind of stuff. But uh, so, uh, but, Someone else came into the bus at one point and like, how, how can you guys like talk to each other? Because there was all these three languages all the time right? that, that kept switching around. And, and obviously, I only know two of the languages, but, but with, with Andy, for instance, he speaks flu, I mean, he speaks Finnish, Swedish and English. Uh, and, and it's just a natural thing. Sure. Is, is do and you writing? I mean, I, I've always I always considered uh, rock rock and roll being uh, uh, an uh, you know that should be sung in English basically. That that has been my um, 
feeling about it. But but then there has been a few uh, artists and and songs that in Sweden uh, that ha- that has been in Swedish that I actually thought was really good. And then uh, so one day when I when I came up with the idea, what what would actually happen if I would sing in Swedish? What what it, what would it feel like? Would it be good? Whatever. And then I tried it, and it I ended up feeling that. Uh, it was actually quite easy for me to write um, lyrics in Swedish because sure. it's my native tongue, I guess. So um, it's different because you guys got a lot more words to choose from, more um, what synonyms, I guess the word is in English. If you want to describe something, you have a lot more words to, to choose from. Right. Uh, in, other, so, in other words, we never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> But so uh, and so it's a, it's more difficult like that to find words that that rhymes or sounds good in Swedish like that. But but on the other hand, it's it's a bit easier to just tell a story like straight from the heart because I guess because it's my native uh, language. Sure, it, it is part of the reason that that artists tend to lead toward using English instead of their native language. The fact that to to have to have commercial success it 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 has to i'll put it this way america is selfish in that in that americans will not accept anything that is not english which is which is kind of tragic i i know i lived in korea for a couple of years when i was in the service and i heard a lot of great music that i knew would never translate to to America, just because Americans will hear it and they'll be like, I don't know what he's saying. I'm done. Yeah. Now, is that one of the reasons that for you that that uh, English is is important to use, you know, on most of your recordings? The the main reason is that I grew up listening to um, I mean, when I was a kid, I, I grew up with all the uh, little Richard and, uh, you know, Chuck Berry and all that kind of stuff in the house. And then when I was nine, I my my first like real hero for myself that I like found found myself so to speak was Alice Cooper. Okay. And there's been like a, I mean all the great bands from America and the Who and Hendrix and from you know lots of great bands from UK. Those were always my favorites, and I wanted, of course, as a kid or when you grew up, that's what you want to sound like and look like. So that right. was inspiration that that's all there is to it I, I never thought that i gotta sing in english because it's more commercial because it's more countries i just i never even thought about it it's like that's how you do it rock and roll is english right sure yeah. now now but ironically the new release game set bloom is recorded in swedish as as well as was the previous release um is, is that just because that's where you're most comfortable now or have you maybe sort of made a decision that you're not going to market the solo material to America or, or am I just reaching here? Um, well, main, mainly it was a self, a selfish thing. Like I said, that, that I just thought for out of, you know, to find new inspiration. And when I, when I tried and when I started singing in Swedish, it opened up, uh, uh, a huge door it felt like so all of a sudden there was a lot of other possibilities how i could write music and etc so i mean for instance if i would come up with a riff that 
that would sound like, I mean, like a guitar riff that would sound like uh, whatever, Led Zeppelin or, or any, anybody. And start singing in English, people would probably say, oh, it sounds like Led Zeppelin. But if I if I sang in Swedish, it would be, oh, it's a bit like Zeppelin, but it's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so so it, it 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 just because it's Swedish, it makes it more dif- different. And and um, and for me, you know, as a as a writer, it's a bit for at least for the moment, it's it's interesting, you know, because because it's a new way of working. Sure, but I, I could never give up English. That's um, that's I mean rock and roll came from that that that's English, you know. Right. That's, Chuck Berry, all the blues guys. That's how it was written in the first place. Right, certainly. Now, I, for you as somebody that is obviously extremely creative and and can write a lot of music, how do you determine what goes where? How do you determine? what to hold for a solo release versus what to what is definitively electric boys when when i did the first solo album i that thought uh, crossed my mind many times i'm like okay how what, what's gonna go where but now i don't know when this happened but now uh, there's never uh, any doubt i know instantly if i come up with something that this this is going to be for the solo thing or, or for the electric voice thing mainly i would say that electric voice is a bit more um a bit harder but more hard rock more uh, arena rock whatever you want to call it and and the swedish stuff goes more towards um, cream hendrix uh, the doors more laid back you know, not the big production with the with the overdubbed guitars and wall of sound. This is more like dynamic, laid back. So uh, it's it's not something I'm struggling with now. I, I used to a little bit a couple of years ago. Well, you're definitely struggling would not be the word because you're creating great music, regardless of if it's solo or if it's electric boys. Um, Connie, I, you know, one of the things I've always said to people, because I, I, as I told you, I, I'm a huge fan of the of the early stuff. I'm also a big fan of the most recent stuff. The Ghost War Diaries has been in my player for almost two straight years. I mean, I I really, I really, really like that that sound. But I think that your band, that the Electric Boys, one of the one of the problems I think that happened for you guys was you guys were grossly miscategorized. I mean. You, you know, you obviously got put into that hair metal bubble back in the day. But while I'm not comparing you musically, I think I think you guys suffered the same fate that plagued like a band like the Black Crows at first, where they, too, were put into that bubble. And I think they just were so radically different that they they were able to escape it. But I, I always thought that electric boys was miscategorized as a hair band i thought you guys should have been categorized in the same same vein as like an aerosmith type of a band maybe not to that extent but but close and you sounded very very steven tyler-ish on a lot of the music do you think that you were miscategorized or were you comfortable with the way it all played out you know there in the in the early 90s i think we were pretty much in our own little bubble all the time and things were going on around us but we didn't pay too much attention to it but uh i i think the hair hair band thing that's more like something i noticed afterwards when when people 
Like, uh, like if one of our songs have been added, has been added to some playlist or whatever, and it's hair bands from the 80s or whatever. So I've noticed it like that. But when uh, it was just, I mean, I had the, I had the, you know, big, the curly hair and stuff. But would I, if I would have been around, like, I mean, my, some of my uh, like fashion idols or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I mean, when I was a kid, I wanted to look like Keith Richard, of course, like like all kids who who are into rock and roll. But then I, and then I thought, oh fuck, I'm, I got my curly hair. I can never do that. And then I saw Mark Boland, you know, T Rex and Ian Hunter. I'm like, okay, I have a, I, I do have a chance. This is <laughs> this is a small chance here. You can have curly hair. So my my whole, I mean, that's where I come from. Have I have if the band would have been around at the time with them, it would have we would have been compared to that 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 glam glam rock thing from from England at that time I guess. Sure. But just that I mean now we were around and it was like later and it was some the whole um, Sunset Strip thing was was happening you know but what can I say I, I mean I'm happy we we got recognized and. I think part of our sound and everything was that we we were from Sweden, so we 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 heard all that music, but but we weren't in it. We we were like on the outside looking in, and we could choose what we wanted to take into our music or, or stay away from. Because because there was talk about you guys gotta move to LA, you guys blah blah blah, do this and that. At the same time, people were saying you have a really unique sound, and I I, I would always feel that. That I thought that was the reason we had a bit of a different sound because we, we were like like I said in our own bubble over here doing music, you know. So, but um, yeah. What else is there to say about that? It was right. great times anyway. I mean, uh, there was a lot of fun. It was a really happening music uh, industry at that time. Lots of money being spent on videos and shit, like too much. Right. <laughs> Certainly. Now, yeah. um, Connie, let's let's move forward to what's coming up. Um, you know, very soon you're you've re- you're releasing a couple of very limited edition um, singles for for the record store day um, promotions. You know, you you have the, the lion's roar, which is um, from Electric Boys. And then you have there you go. There it is. And that's being professional, right? That's very pro. Look at that. And, it it and, was me. It was my manager. <laughs> and and that's the British one. Charlie, right? The the solo release, you know, which is they're very limited. If if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they're limited to what 250 or 300 copies or something like that. It's a very limited release. And what it the interesting thing is, you're not a guy, you're, whichever band you're in, that's ever really done a lot of covers and yet here here's you know a, a collection of covers you know for for cover songs you know what possessed you to kind of go that direction right now is it just something you wanted to do for fun or or did you have some close tie to these songs or what what possessed you to do these songs um as far as the lion's roar that song um we we were gonna do a tv thing in sweden um this was, was it two years, a couple, a couple of years ago, anyway, and and everyone that was 
was there had to had had to do a cover version of something that had been on the on the Swedish uh, charts on on radio. So we listened through a lot of that stuff, and the Lion's Roar was one of the songs by by First Aid Kit that that I thought was really good, and I tried a version of it, like just like a demo version of it, but. And we also did um, Dancing on My Own, own, which is a Robin track and, yeah. and some other stuff. And that's the one that was that was picked. So that's what we did on, on TV. But but somehow I, I had I kept remembering this and, and thinking that this could be a different, uh, interesting version. So uh, we recorded it when we did the Ghost Board Diaries and then uh, just saved it. We just felt that okay, we we might need a song at some point, and then there was talk about record store day. So okay, let's let's try mix it and see see what happens. And and then we needed a B side, which ended up being Life's Been Good, the, the Joe Walsh sure. song, which goes back to uh, when we were in uh, Abbey Road, recording Rubus Maximus. So we did a, a cover of that. After after a couple of pints <laughs> in, in the pub, and uh, mainly as a as a it was not really a joke, but just mainly who had a, had some time over and had you know mm-hmm. if you're there you might as well use it and ha- have some fun. So so that that's very much like a a fan thing. It could be it's like a <laughs> what's it called. A, a flashback back to the sure. Maximus days, basically. And yeah, what's unique is you know you doing the Joe Walsh voice. You do it amazingly, like Joe Walsh. You sound very, very in the pocket with that song, man. It seems like like you were almost made to sing that song. Interesting, and you know what's what's even more interesting. What's really interesting is that that. I mean, obviously, I'm the I'm the lead singer, and the other guys do backing vocals, uh, not the drummer, but or drummers. But uh, but in this version, we're we're actually singing one verse each. Oh, really? I, which I know you can't tell because when I heard it, I I had to I had to play back and think, is that me or is that Franco singing or is it Andy? For some weird reason, I, I guess it's because we had heard Joe sing him, so we were all trying to sound like Joe. <laughs> so our voices ended up sounding quite similar, but yeah, yeah we were actually singing one verse each, and uh, yeah, it was just like like I said, something that was fun. Sure, definitely. The time being. Well, Connie, obviously, man, you know we're going through a crazy time around the world with this with this whole pandemic thing, and you know I have to imagine, you know, with you right on the cusp of releasing a brand new a brand new solo record, this has to just completely suck. You know, I, I mean, does this does this kind of make this record almost become a lost record? Or, or do you think that hopefully thing, things are going to clear up to where you can get out and play some shows and promote? Or where do you think this, this pandemic is going to leave you as far as pushing forward with Game Set Bloom? Well, I'm old enough to know that I've... I mean, I've done records before that that sort of like you release them, let them go, and they and they drop, and nothing happens. And then ten years after, people go, "Oh, I really love that album." And like like you said, you 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 mentioned Freewheeling, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, when that was released, the, the record company put a lot of money into it. We recorded it at Abbey Road, and things were 
were great. And then when they released it, they just realized all of a sudden that, hang on a second, we don't have any money to put into promotion because <laughs> we put all of it into the recording. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, but but still, a lot of people keep talking about that album and say, when, when are you going to play songs from the album live and blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, it's a great album. It's out. It's not. It's not going to be forgotten. Certainly. And, and and you know one of the one of the things I I think when you have an album like that too that does that kind of goes away quickly you know initially is it doesn't get over overplayed to death. It, it's one of those things that fans fans you know how fans are you know I'm sure you know even you you're a fan of of music yourself. Yeah. You always, we all gravitate toward the song that everybody else doesn't know, you know, no matter what it is. So if it's a whole album of stuff that nobody else has heard, there's nothing better than being at a party and throwing in that disc. And they're like, hey, that sounds familiar. What is that? And you tell them and they're like, oh, I never heard that. It's kind of like, yeah, I know you never did. You're not as big of a fan as I am. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but Connie, it's um, also, I mean, uh, it, for me, it, it's, it's, you always try, it's, it's very difficult, but you're, the, the challenge is to put out music that doesn't sound like everyone else, I think. You don't want to be like jumping on bandwagons and, and uh, try to be, a, or be an imitator. It's, it's more fun if you can come up with something a little bit different. So, I mean, a lot of times when maybe, it would have been good to get on that bandwagon or whatever. Maybe it would have been more commercial and, and, and you know, better. But I tend to be, like you say, you, it's like, okay, so that's what it like. Like we had, it was, the first album was a bit funky, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden there was a lot of bands doing that. And obviously then it's like, okay, maybe... Maybe they've heard a bit of what we're doing, and maybe this means we're part of something that's good. So let's continue. No, mm-hmm. um, okay, let's fuck the funk <laughs> and play <laughs> some hard rock, and that's when we did freewheeling. Right. But who's to say? Maybe that was a, a bad idea to to do it that way. But it's just not fun. If there's too much music that sounds that way, then there's no. What, what's the reason for me to put it up? Right. And what's the reason for the fans to buy it when they bought it from somebody else, you know, that did something similar. So, yeah, that makes total sense. Well, Connie, lots of music from you out there. People should definitely check out. Game Set Bloom is the the latest from Connie Bloom. The the latest, it's not quite new anymore, but it's still fresh, and it's a great, great listen. I cannot tell people enough to listen to the Ghost Ward Diaries from the Electric Boys. And I tell you what, Connie, as a tradition on the show, we always let the artists pick a closing track uh, from from their release. Since you obviously have a few to choose from, why don't you pick a pick a song from any of the most recent releases? Maybe tell us a quick story about it to wrap this one up. Uh, oh, fuck! This is difficult. First of all, should should it be from Electric Boys or from my solo stuff? You know, why don't you pick one of each? We could do both. Uh, okay, okay. My manager is here. My manager is asking. He said, promote the new stuff. Promote the new stuff. <laughs> okay, but anyway, I mean, obviously this is the, the Lion's Roar is the song we talked about, which is sure. the uh, first aid kit song that, that comes out on, uh, on uh, record, record store. store. 
Right. Which yeah. obviously have been moved forward, right? To what, June, June 20th or something like that. But these, these are coming out now anyway. Okay. Which and I think it's the it's on Saturday I think some which is the 18th or something like that. Sorry, if I might be mistaken, but so maybe that one from Electric Boys if you want to play. Okay. And then the, this is like the solo thing in Swedish, so maybe we should do a, an instrumental track. So <laughs> no, <laughs> there is an in, instrumental yeah. track which I which I actually really like. Let's, okay. let's do that one. It's called Gånglåt från Kärretresk. It's the it's the last but last or whatever you say. Okay. It's an instrumental song that I'm... Uh, I think it has a little bit of Swedish folk music in it, but it goes into Frank Marino and Jimi Hendrix territory at the same time. Awesome. Let's right. do that one. All right. Well, let's play. Let's play some Connie Bloom music right now. It's Electric Boys and it's Connie Bloom. So check it out. It is a lot of Connie Bloom right here on your classic metal show. (laughs) 